Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Hey, welcome to Imperfect Parenting. This is Coach Ariel Anderson, mom, creator, entrepreneur, <laughs> struggling reality human. No, I just, um, I'm so happy to have you here. And today we're talking about, you know, packing it up, letting it go, giving it new life and creating space and energy in your home. Why? Because I am looking around my office and somehow my office closet became this place where Ella's clothes and things that needed to find a new place um, started to gather. And we even have a hamper where things go and I highly suggest that. So today I just wanna talk a little bit about letting go and ways to do that on a consistent basis and, and how that shifts energy in your home, what it teaches your children, and how it makes, uh, it just makes a difference in general for you and in your community. So I first wanna say thank you uh, that you are here around the world and I'm so thankful because we've had a good journey since 2018. I cannot believe it. Where did the time go? Holy moly, four years. I told somebody the other day it had been a couple of years and I realized, well, that's not true. <laughs> Where did the time go? I feel like there is a space of time that sort of went into another realm and uh, I feel like we just moved and literally that's not actually true. Uh, so it's been a transition for five years and I'm very thankful for that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so thank you for being here again. I say it again because I am thankful. And if you're new here, definitely hit subscribe and let's see you next time. I am uh, grateful to the exchanges that I am lucky enough to have with these incredible people. Like last week we had Stephanie Haynes who was talking about college not being mandatory, that there are other choices. If your uh, choice is not that and just looking and exploring things, we've got some really good things on the horizon and we've had so many incredible people that just are putting their story out there and maybe your story someday will be out here because I really love encouraging um, especially parents, but everyone who has something that feels, they feel passionate about. It's connected to their soul, their path, and that's why they're speaking it. They've written a book, they're creating a program, um, there's been bullying, there's been, you know, yoga in school, whatever it might be. Uh, I love hearing from you. So if there is ever something that's really bubbling in you and you're feeling nervous and maybe you're not quite ready to put it out there, there's no website, there's nothing, or maybe there already is, but you're still excited about it or you're, you feel it bubbling around, you are welcome to contact me at ariel at imperfectparenting.net. And I am also, I do have a, um, a little survey that's about three minutes long that I would love for you, if you feel like it, you know, to contribute the things that matter to you and what topics and things uh, matter to you because we're going to be, we're going to be gathering in the fall. All right. I don't want to talk any longer. I want to jump right into this topic because it's so important, but I just wanted to put that stuff out there because 
what you think matters to me and who you are and what you're doing matters to me and your community. So that's a bit about what this is today. You know, I, we can get into, yeah, just clear stuff out of your house, just do it. Uh, but there's so much involved and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Now, first of all, I think that doing part of this on your own is important, especially if it's in connection with your kids things, uh, you know, kind of pre-organizing or pre-starting it or starting with your kids and then finishing it, I do feel it is very important to involve them. So I know that they're, depending on your child, that it is some, it is very common practice to just sneak things out of the house. They'll never notice. We just got to get it out. And that might work for your child. It might be the right choice for you. It just depends. Every family is different. In our house, that's not an option. Ella is very well aware of everything in the home. And if I even move something in the garage, I kid you not, there is an energetic connection. If I'm in the garage, which she doesn't go in that often, and I move one thing, I can guarantee you that that day when she comes home from school, activities, play date, whatever it is, she will go to that exact thing and bring it into the living room as if I have just activated in some way. So that's very interesting to me. And that same thing goes if I try to let go of something. If I pull something out to let go of, put it in a box, she will go to that place and say, where is that thing? So I just let you know because not every kid might be as vocal as Ella is. They might still be feeling it. I remember being aware and being very frustrated that I wasn't a part of the choice. I do think it's also not only about, um, I think it's connected to our communication with our, with our kids. And you might be a great communicator with your kids. I'm not trying to say, oh, bad parent, you're sneaking things out of the house. You have to do what you have to do. Everybody's different. But in this case, it, it feels very connected. So I want her to learn to let go of things. I don't want to feel like I have to sneak things out of the house to get them out. A great place to start is because there's so much emotional attachment. Um, we all have that stuff. Like paper, now everybody's different. If you're a sentimental, like we are in this house, then a lot of things can get kept and you can't keep everything, right? At some point you have to let go. But starting with the easier things is where I, what I would recommend. So the first thing that I did is one, to get her involved. I saw this at my friend Sarah's house when we were visiting them in Colorado and I was like, what? Why didn't I think of this? Fantastic. And I went out immediately and uh, got into action. So what am I talking about? So there was a laundry hamper or a bag or a box or basket and then there was one for the things that were too small. Oh, that was an epiphany for me. Yeah, that's easy. So we have that even in our tiny house. We have a, uh, we have a laundry basket and a laundry sort of bag basket thing on top of it. And Ella knows that it's the best thing to have them involved. I'll tell you why. I can go through and be like, okay, this is too small, I think, but I'm not really sure. Then I have to get her to try it on. It becomes a thing. So the best thing is that you have it really close by to wherever they're getting dressed. So Ella is getting dressed and she's got her dresser, I would say two meters, you know, six, seven feet away from where the basket is, not far from the bathroom. So that's easy peasy. So I just got her involved. She likes it. She likes opening up the, the basket lid and putting in something that doesn't fit. And 
it's going in clean because everything in her door is clean. So that means she tries it on briefly and I either wash it or I know that it, if it, if I'm really worried about COVID or whatever, or uh, I don't, depending on what's happening in that, that week, but it's clean. She's maybe just held it up to her to see if it's the right thing sometimes, or she realizes she doesn't like it. That's another thing. My daughter and maybe your child too, there are certain textures or colors that she just doesn't like. I'm looking right now at a very cute fleece vest. No way in heck she is ever going to wear it because it is gray. Now she looks fantastic in gray. She's blonde. Fantastic. Wonderful. Nope. Not going to happen. Also, the texture is not a new fleece. It's one of those where it pills up and gets a little slightly scratchy. Also, not going to happen. So I, and jeans or certain things that happen to be in her drawer somehow, she just puts them straight in and you can either teach them to just roll it because that's a really easy way so they don't get totally smashed and mishmashed. We do that with traveling. She helps to do her bag, but that's a whole other story. But you can get them just to roll it up quickly and just throw it in there or just throw it in there depending on your kid and their patience <laughs> level. This is all happening in the morning before school or getting out of bed or just after getting out of bed. So that's one way you get that started. Then that's a nice basket. And as it fills up, I would recommend rather than doing what I did, which was, oh, we'll just put it in the closet till later, uh, is every time that basket gets filled up, that you fill up a bag or a box and hand it off to a charity. It's a wonderful way to uh, remind your kids that giving back is important and starting with things that don't fit and even once in a while kind of going through their drawers if they haven't put it into the basket for some reason and just asking them when they get over full for some reason uh do you really like this no does this even fit you anymore no but i want to keep it okay we can do that you know you just roll with it if it's summer short pants are okay who cares uh so that's fine and just getting rid of the easy things which is the things that are too small next and a little bit harder are toys and things which, you know, they may or may not be ready to let go of. And that's a little harder these days because not everybody wants used toys. But a lot of thrift shops that give to uh, homeless or people in need uh, will be willing to take things that are, you know, in, in pretty good condition. We get a flyer every year from a local charity who actually comes by and picks up things from different cities and neighborhoods um, throughout the year. Of course, you can drop things off there. Wherever you live, there can be one of those special bins. I'm never really clear about those those big bins at where they're going. And I don't know, somehow I like to see a name and a face or uh, kind of have, be able to look at uh, the people who are, <laughs> what they're up to in their, their NGO or their nonprofit. That seems important to me. But getting your kids involved in that as well, you know, taking them, having them help to pack things up a little bit, explaining a little bit about it. And, you know, if tax write-off is important to you, a lot of them will do a tax write-off you for a certain amount. I think you can do it up to, a, well, each country and each state's different probably, or each country. Yeah, I just said that. Uh, so you can see about that. But the big thing is that you're getting them involved in letting go. You yourself are clearing space and you're giving back to the community. Those three things are very key. I think that it starts to instill uh, an idea of 
making space and giving back to the community and how important it is to not hold on to everything. Now, this is me coming from a long line of pack rat slash, you know, uh, my parents came from the Depression-ish era. Uh, so it was like, is this useful? Um, on Czech Republic, I remember that was a big thing my friends would say, you know, is this useful? Because you couldn't just pick up anything anymore. Of course, that's different now. And the new generation doesn't really maybe feel that, uh, except maybe in their grandparents or something. But uh, it's... Uh, it's still, you know, and I still feel it. I mean, I don't, I like to reuse and recycle. I do keep things, could this be useful? Might we do an art project with that? But there's a certain point at which you have to make space. Today I'm doing that. I'm making space with all these clothes that have been in my closet because I want to do something else in there for uh, gathering with you actually in the fall. And so uh, that's a good motivator. And in the garage, I want to make more of a space, a living space where we have you know, our games and our creative things. And we do have that, but I'd like to be more free-flowing. And what I find too, which is interesting, maybe, uh, is you may have found this as well, that when you move things, something else moves into its place. Not physically, but energetically. When I move things out of my house, I let go of something that needs to move on. It definitely, I new clients pop up, um, opportunity, some idea, something flows in. So it's creating space in feng shui. They talk about, you know, uh, there needs to be circulation, like a places where the chi can move through your home. So you want to be really aware of where there might be stuck places. Now we have a tendency to, if there's a surface, there's something on it. Uh, it's just seems to be the way in our home. Um, and so we always have something in action. I guess that's part of it. So yay for that. Uh, yet, you know, let's get that energy flowing for you, that prosperity, that abundance of the things that need to come to you. And part of that is the moving things, letting the circulation out and teaching our children about community and making space in their lives because Life is often moving, there's transitions, there's shifts, and the more clutter you have, the more energy it takes for those transitions. I guess I'm thinking about this too because I have a, some dear friends who are moving. They were our neighbors in Prague and they are moving to their home and going through that process of the sort of letting go and packing. What do you want to take with you? And sometimes we take things with us to the next location that don't make sense for that new phase in life and so starting ahead of time can really allow that you know that said is there still going to be clutter in our house probably will there be things that probably we could let go of but aren't really ready emotionally absolutely but you know each week each month we do a little and it makes a difference in the world and maybe some and teaching our kids that somebody in the world in your community could use that thing that isn't that useful to them, but is still maybe special. Uh, that's also something important to kind of get them involved. And we actually showed our, our daughter a story. You know, sometimes you can find an article um, if your school, your philosophy, your ideas is all right with watching movies. There are some movies out there that talk about homelessness and giving back to the community and um, you know or you just talk story you know you talk about things that you've seen or go to Costco or uh, macro or whatever your big box store is and a lot of the areas where those are you'll find people that are not doing that well but they know that you're going in there to shop uh, 
and you can use that as an opportunity to talk with your kids about other people's stories. It's not just, oh no, bad homeless people, scary, run away. It's people whose homes have burned down or they got the funding was, uh, you know, closed on that NGO, that nonprofit, that home for people who have a mental instability because they were in war or they were, you know, doing drugs or they just have an imbalance that was born into them. You know, it's talking about, you know, depending on the age of your children, you can really have real conversations. Maybe that's too much for your circle. I do think that when you see something, helping them to understand it uh, is important. And of course, you're going to weave in your own core values. Uh, I'm not a Christian per se. I do believe in kindness and uh, giving back to others and you know that's really in most religions you know so I say Christian but there's you know Muslimism and Judaism and you know I can go on and on Buddhism like on and on there's so many religions in the world but generally most of them will at some point be talking about giving back and being kind and uh, and so that's what we're up about today. I don't know why I said up about it. I don't know what that means. All right. I'm going to end here. I got to go in my garage and do some, uh, some digging around and letting go because I've got one more hour before my daughter comes back from a play date. I wish you a beautifully imperfect day. Again, if you're new here, definitely subscribe. It's great to have you here wherever you are in the world. Know that uh, you're welcome to connect in, in whatever way makes sense for you on Instagram. YouTube if you are working with midlife, pregnancy, and fertility, and of course, you know, right here, you can write me anytime and ask me a question or say, hey, I would love to share my story, and maybe we'll do that. Right now, I am I'm recorded well ahead, uh, well, well, well ahead, Thank, thankfully to, you know, an incredible group of people uh, who have popped in via some wonderful agents and others. I just want to say today, um, you know, just do it in your own way. That's my version, what I shared with you today, our version, which is very imperfect. And it's not like every week we do it and every month we just, it, it happens when it happens, when the energy is called there. And so just pay attention when the energy is calling. Often for me, it's also the end of my cycle. I will find that I want to clear and out things, make space, clean up, feel a spaciousness. So, you know, use that energy so that you don't attack your partner with some small thing that they did. <laughs> That's my, my two cents. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to our very imperfect parenting podcast. If you'd like a little more like live coaching sessions, then jump into facebook.com backslash IP parents. You can also write me at Ariel at imperfectparenting.net or jump on that site for other resources like book reviews and other fun things. If you would just share with one person or let one person know about this podcast, that helps us a lot. As well, we have Patreon with extra privileges and have a beautifully imperfect day. Thank you so much for being out there.